Welcome to the RK Holiday Gamescast, where we talk about the infinite amount of games that there are to play. This is episode 11, and today we're talking about a game that I really enjoy, a game that I find myself playing probably once a year. Um, You, if you are a gamer of any kind, you may have games like this where you might experience a few different games, you know, over time, you play some new games, play some old games, but there's a game that you always get pulled back to, to start up and start fresh and just kind of watch the numbers go up, watch your design be fulfilled. And it is quite the fulfilling game. The game, of course, being Cities Skylines. Now, Cities Skylines, why does it exist, you may ask? Why would anyone want to start and play a game where you just look down on a piece of land uh, and start zoning uh, the land and putting in roads and watch it grow and manage it. I can't answer that question for you, but it's fun <laughs> and oh, so satisfying. So you might be asking, okay, what's the deal? So the deal is this, that this game is made from uh, the publisher Paradox, which, you know, they make... Paradox publishes games that are kind of simulations or strategy slash simulation games. And as I talk about that, maybe, maybe you're not sure, like, what the deal is. A simulation, obviously, is like a game where it, you know you're not just clicking a button and having a great time. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that wrong. It, it's a simulation of how close can we get to a simulation of the behavior or of this game to play out. Um, so obviously I think of the Sims, right? The Sims is a simulation of these little characters that you can control or let, let or not control. You build them a little house, you send them on a job, and they just kind of do things. Like, they even have to use the bathroom. Like, you're simulating living. Well, in City Skylines, you're simulating watching a town grow and then become a city and having large pieces of land and then expanding that city and creating your own city. So, if I said to you, hey... You might think this is dumb as I explain it to you as far as like that sounds boring. But what if I said I'm going to give you a chance to design a city the size of Dallas or the size of San Francisco or the size of Los Angeles. But you get to be over it and plan it out from the get go. Now you might be thinking, wow, that would be awesome if I did that. There would be no traffic like I experience in my city. There would be no problems, no pileups. But this game does an amazing job at (laughs) gating you in such a way to allow you feel the pain, to to allow you to feel the pain of what real life city planners probably feel when it comes to 
development and growth and and traffic and like getting people from A to Z as quickly as possible, but also giving them services along the way, also giving them industry and production of goods, but also giving them a place to live all within the same area. And oh, by the way, you have to make sure they have power and power supply. Oh, by the way, you have to make sure they have water supply. Now, some of this is kind of simplified in this game. Thank goodness. Because I do remember the Sim City games back in the day. And I, I didn't play them a lot, honestly. But it's because they were a little too involved. They're a little too complex for me. But I feel like this game does a perfect job of allowing you to see, like, what does your city need versus, like, what do the people need versus, like, what it, what what can you do to adjust? It allows you to demolish pretty easily and change the roads, set the road structure. And boy, have I made some messes. And I just want to say, I feel bad for people who develop and, and, and plan cities because you can't just erase a road, right? <laughs> like you have plans, but like those people, they don't get to practice a lot when it comes to designing highways and you know zoning things out like okay we're gonna have windmills over here this is gonna be residential or this is gonna be commercial or people can put you know a best buy in a grocery store but over here we want to make sure that you know companies can't have this land only people can live here and oh crap we got to put in a school somewhere where we're gonna put a school oh god we need a hospital we need a police station oh my god right this is the kind of stuff that, you know, most cities, this happens over time, right? It's kind of obvious, like you put the police station where it's available, like, but, but understandably so. But in this game, you get to see that from point A to point B to point C, and you understand very clearly as you're making your city what is needed. Like, you're going to need a police station. You're going to need this and that. You're going to need energy. And so... You know, this game is top down, like you, you choose kind of like your, your map, like is it going to be like an arid map, like a desert, is it going to be like green grass, is it going to be, you know, a lot of water or ocean or, you know, what's the deal? And then as your city expands, you begin to unlock more squares of land to let your city grow. And over time, you, 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 can't, you, you don't just have to build houses, you can build high rises and apartments build you know stadiums and coliseums this game is also very good about allowing mods in to kind of help with the gameplay and boy oh boy did i use some but but yeah just going back though paradox publishes some of these simulation and strategy games and the the company that made this game boy did they knock it out of the park they're called colossal order they're founded back in 2009 and they had you know Sim City, which I want to say is made by EA. Electronic Arts tends to let things die fairly easily, which is sad, but it's because they have an abundance and you know, they it's a business. They're going to cut their losses and capitalize on on their big big money, right? Which is FIFA trading cards. Well, not trading cards, but ultimate team. We'll probably talk about that at some point. Um but this company came together in 2009. They tried to make their own, you know, Colossal Order 
you know, cities in motion, cities in motions too. I think they were had trouble getting funding originally. I never played those games. I never even heard of those games. But all of a sudden, when people are clamoring for a game, a city builder, a city sim, uh, one came to us in 2015 on the PC and on Mac. And it was a direct competitor to those type of games. And I think, God, I, I hope I'm not wrong here. I want to say a Sim City game came out around the same time. Before, right after, and I don't believe it did well. I think this this game became the new champion. Um, and it, it's quite delightful. And it's so, um, it's user-friendly, honestly. Like, there's different ways to play. You can open up the game to be like, I have unlimited money. You know, I don't have to kind of get, go along with the gameplay that like, gates me before I can build four lane roads. Like I want to start building four lane roads. I want to have, you know, all this stuff, or you can play it the more way. Like you have to have so many people in your town, but to get more, so much money to then grow the town. That's the way the game is designed to be more natural to give you like a better playthrough. And I think that's the way you play. Um, you really have to deal with like mass transit and subways and buses and things like that. I mean, it's, you know, build bridges over rivers and oceans, subways. There's a lot that goes on. And um, you really can get super creative. You can copy a city exactly. I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. Or you can make your own. Like if you wanted to build, you know, Walt Disney's Epcot, the dream city where it's like a circle and... You have all of your industry in the center and, you know, whatever, whatever his goal was. <laughs> and you have monorails and lanes like you can you can do that. It's it's quite the sandbox. And the modding community is pretty great around it because people will make certain you know, intersections for you to put into your game. Certain buildings like big, big buildings for, you know, uh, I almost said landmines. That's not right. Landmarks. So, you know, if you have like a coliseum or a football stadium, you know, people in your area will be happy about that. People in the game. And it's kind of cute. You know, there's like a little bird. I, I can't remember what it's called. It's not called Twitter. Maybe it's called Twacker or something. I don't know. The people will, you know, tweet around the town and be like, we need more roads. We need to, my kid can't go to school. I'm giving terrible examples, but... You know, you kind of get a sense of what's going on in the world. You get a sense of, like, how your garbage is piling up, what the water is. You can adjust the landscape if you need to add land or elevation or if you need to, you know, de-elevate um, the landscape to, to have a hill or, or different different land structures there. You you can do that. Um and it just has wonderful charts and wonderful easy UI to let you know, like, how many tourists are you getting this week? How many, you know, people are leaving town? And some big issues in the game as you're playing will be you have abandoned buildings. Like, oh, crap, I put up this residential area. And, you know, so we have houses filling up cool, but I need some businesses for these people. You know, like, so you'll put up, you know, you don't actually build these buildings, guys. What you do is like you'll just throw the zone and the game and the people of the game kind of create it for you. So suddenly if you throw out a commercial land, like you might get a coffee shop and a restaurant or a clothes store. 
But if there's not enough people that can get to this area, there's no traffic, then they'll abandon the buildings. And the same for industrial buildings. So like think of your industrial buildings as like your plants or your warehouses or the things that produce things. Like they have a higher fire, you know, hazard. This is where your people go to work every day. And there's pollution there. So you got to make sure you don't, you know, you're not polluting your residence, right? Or there's not, there's not a lot of noise pollution uh, going under your residential. And you do have to deal with pollution and water supply and things like that. It's very interesting. And from there, you know, you have people that die. You have trash to deal with. And you got to figure out where you're going to put all this trash. So it's, it's, it's quite an interesting experience because I'm, I'm not a, a, I don't own a city. I don't, I own a very small piece of property. Never in my life will I be somewhere as far. I mean, I'm not going to say never, who knows, but as far as I can tell, I don't think I'll ever be in a place where I design a city or have to deal with any kind of zoning rules or or design a place for or a town where people live and they manage their lives. But it is kind of fascinating to me. That there are people out there that, that do that kind of stuff day to day in government or or um, city councils or, or whatever, right? So, you know, there's a lot of projects that go on. So it's kind of interesting to kind of see some of those frustrations, but then also it feels so good when you change the roads and the traffic and suddenly things are smooth sailing or you put a bypass near, near your city where, you know, people can exit off at the certain places. If they're going to specific, you know, shops or, or work, workplaces, it's really cool to kind of see that all come together. It's also cool to see, terrible mistakes that you've made <laughs> and traffic gets backed up miles long and people are angry. It's, it's an entertaining, entertaining game. This game is also on console. It came, it came to Xbox one and PlayStation four back in 2017. I think it's on switch now. Um, 2019, maybe it came to switch kind of recently. And, um, you know, I don't know if there's a, a best way to play. I, I think you would have a hard time not playing with a mouse and keyboard. That's how I, I'm used to playing it, but I'm sure they've worked on the controls. I mean, you know, the cool thing about developers like Colossal Order is when they only have like one game out and they focus on it, it's going to get some love. And we're not going to bring up, um, (laughs) we're not going to bring up CD Projekt Red too much, but I feel like we kind of have to. With with those guys and everything that's went down with Cyberpunk, you know, video games company video game companies change is what I'm trying to say. And that's good. You want them to grow and be successful, that means we get good games. But in a situation like that where those guys had the Witcher and they put so much love and time into it, and I'm sure the team changed and they were I think they were bought out. Now they have shareholders and people they answer to and the dollar is you know the rate in which we're putting something out and like we have to mix between we want X amount of dollars by X amount of years or months, but we also want to realize our creative vision of making a game for people to love. Like developers go into this. Do they want money? Sure. They want money to live. Right. Of course, everybody wants to be successful and have lots of money and people love their stuff. But 
if you're developing a game, you want to be great and you want people to really enjoy it and spend time on your creation. Like that's what it is. That's how I do with my books and any music that I've ever created in the past. Like, sure. I mean, it's cool to be paid for your efforts, but at the end of the day, when creative people put stuff out, they just really want to give something for people to enjoy in a style that, that they enjoy themselves. They want to share a part of their story, a part of their life. And I see that and feel that in city skylines. And I know that may sound weird coming from the fact that it's like an over the top look down. It's not stale, but it's like a very, um, not sterile either, but kind of like a sterile experience. Like you are just building a little town with roads and a world and, and you're just getting the people from point A to point B. You have this God's view of it. It's not really personal, but you can really feel the developers in this because they continue to put out DLCs. They don't have a lot of games that they're, they're, they're juggling and it's cool that Paradox lets them do that. I, I really like Paradox. I'll be honest. Like I'm not going to say they're one of my favorite publishers. But if there's a new Paradox game that comes out, you better believe I'm looking at it. And there's a good chance I'm going to pick it up. Because it's... They're new games, but they got they got an old feel to them. And in a very good way. I mean that. I should probably say classic. Isn't classic a better way to say old? I think so. City Skylines, I think it came out at $40. I could be wrong there. Maybe it came out at $60. I think it's easily a $40 game on release, if not more, maybe $50. And then now I I think if you spend $30 on this game, that's absolutely fair. And not just defending the developers who... Are trying really hard. I mean, they're going to have plenty of success, plenty of money with this game. It speaks for itself. But I think if you said, hey, I'm going to pick this up, it's 30 bucks. I think that's completely fair. You can probably find it cheaper than that, though. I mean, they have more DLC for sale, I'm sure. So that's that's probably going to be a thing. I, I will say, though, I want to go back to this really quickly, that if you have a chance to play this on PC with mods, and it may be there may be mods on the PS4 and Xbox One, I honestly don't know. I would almost suggest it, and here's why. Every game has something you love about and hate about it. I feel like I've just been oozing over this game the whole time about how much I love it. There are some design things that I feel like are not dealt with very well out of the box. They may have been fixed now in DLC and updates. I'm not sure, but the last time I played, you had to have mods to do this, and those mods were things like um, trash. So like you would have to build... Um, a place to throw trash. And then once you did that, you would have to use trucks to clean that out and move it somewhere else. And that's real life, right? Like what do we do with all this trash and like these landfills? But there was a mod that allowed you to do a recycling center and let you let people take trash there. And then it just goes away and it just really saves you on the trash aspect of the game that really can potentially slow you down and this game is plenty fun without that whole trash simulation and trash problem so i really like it another mod that i used that i felt like was pretty good was automatically uh 
I think it was automatically destroy or rebuild abandoned buildings or burn down building. I think it was burn down buildings. And that's just so helpful because you can put a zone in and all these buildings might get you know, set on fire or they might get built too early before people are ready to move into them and start using them. And typically what you have to do is you have to go individually click on all of these and destroy them or tear them down so that a new building can come in to its, in its place because it wasn't successful for whatever reason. You have the ability to go ahead and do that for you automatically. Just it, it needs to be done, but it just saves you so many clicks and it lets the game kind of even itself out. Like you can, you'll find if there's any issues with any of that and you can adjust your city and your planning, but that how much I understand that's part of the game design, but like that, not having that in a different version would really kind of set me back a little bit, if I'm honest. So those are some mods in case you ever do want to try this game out. If not, and you're like, whatever, man, I just like hearing about them. I'm not going to play this game. That's cool too. Um, so yeah, I think we've, we've talked about this a pretty good bit. If, if you're just interested in the, like, in just people like in these video games, like Minecraft or these builder games, I always get fascinated with what other people create, right? Because it's not a real city, but you can see things that people create out of this sandbox, out of this fresh canvas. And it really is a piece of art with this tool set. You can see some really cool designs, and really cool things um, that people have created in a game like City Skylines. You should, if you get bored, you should YouTube it. Like you know, fascinating city skyline cities or incredible city line skyline cities, and just see what these people have made in this digital space. Um, it, it is quite fascinating um, to see them get to that point knowing that they start with nothing and knowing that there ha- there's a lot of back and forth. Um, I'm not going to say it's inspiring because I don't want to be too, like, uh, I don't know, too up my own butt. Is that, is that the right thing to say? Probably not. That's probably so wrong. What does that even mean, up my own butt? But it is kind of inspiring um, to see people create in this way. That's going to be it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, and I hope that you'll enjoy many more. Again, feel free to uh, check out the site, rkholiday.com. We're outside of podcasts about video games. We're always putting out short stories um, free to you. If you sign up for an email or if you just go to rkholiday.com, they're all there for you to consume. If you want to support us, you can also... Uh, Purchase our books on Amazon, and we will have a short story book um, from last year's short stories on Amazon, hopefully very soon. Um, yeah, so that's all, that's all I'm going to plug there, but I hope you have a wonderful, terrific, fantastic week. <laughs>